it in my mug, episode 339 on Monday, May the 11th. Um, I'm your host, Stephen Layton. Welcome to In My Mug. Let's get on with the news. So, Roland is in Costa Rica this week. He's not here. He's uh, he's doing the Cup of Excellence jury, uh, so there will be no daft fact. So I've had to get my thinking cap on, and I think I have an adequate replacement, but... Um, you may not understand him because he's a bit foreign. Um, but yes, we're going to have a, a, a different fact this week. So don't go anywhere. You've got to stay with us. Um, yes, it's, it's very important that uh, you do that. Uh, now that we've got Roland out of the country, um, we've managed to get our Costa Ricas into the country. So part of the deal was I sent him them and they would send me coffee. I keep their coffee, they keep Roland. Um, but expect very soon on the site to be seeing a plethora of uh, Costa Ricans. I am very excited that Lee Cho is back. Expect that in and in my mug very, very soon. Um, it is tasting phenomenal this year, as are all of the Costa Ricans. Some really good old favorites in there that uh, I'm and I'm pretty confident that you're really going to enjoy. Uh, there are some delicious little numbers in there that uh, will blow your mind. Um, and now, uh, I know we, I talked about this last week, but I'm going to talk about, about it again. We have some friends that watch In My Mug in the Czech Republic. Um, we are taking Tampa Tantrum to... And Tampa Tantrum are the videos that I've talked about that we record. We're doing a, a whole day's programme with the Barista Guild of Europe in Prague. Uh, go check out tampatantrum.com um, for information about how to get tickets, how to come along and say hi to us, how to come and get, be involved. Um, it's not... I'm not trying to do the hard sell, I just know that we have people in uh, Czech Republic watch because you talk to me a lot on Twitter and on uh, on email and uh, and the like, so um, we want you to come along and uh, enjoy that with us. Um, and that was the wonderful, wonderful news. Um, so we should move on and we should move on to focus on, and this week it's on the varietal of Ruby. So yeah, the focus on this week is going to be on the Ruby varietal. This is the varietal of this week's coffee. Uh, Ruby is a hybrid, and it's a hybrid of Munda Novu and Catayi. Uh, Munda Novu is grown a lot in Brazil, um, and is very suited to the climate. Um, it has a super high yield, um, it's quite resistant to disease, um, and uh, tends to have a very kind of sweet, thicky mouthfeel, low acidity kind of taste to it which is very uh, you know it's, it's a common kind of descriptor that you would find in a Brazil coffee um, the Catayi part is also very common in Brazil and it actually accounts for around about 50% uh, of the uh, the coffee acreage that's planted out there um, and it's known because uh, well because of its dwarf plant size um, it's very small and easy to pick so you know, Brazil is about quantity and being able to pick things quickly. A you know, big tall tree, you're there kind of doing all this way. A lot of it is, is here. Uh, so crossing the Mundanova with the Catayi uh, came, um, came up with this varietal. So that was Focus On. So this week's coffee is a Brazil, um, and it is Fazenda Paseo, uh, Fazenda Paseo Natural. You may remember a few weeks ago we had the Pulp Natural version, um, which lots of you really, really loved. Uh, and I know a few of you are going to be panicking when you see the natural on the bag. 
but it is delicious and you're gonna be fine. Just trust me on this one, trust me. <clears throat> so Paseo is grown by the Vieira, Vieira family, uh, who specialized, which lots of you really, really loved. Uh, and I know a few of you are gonna be panicking when you see the natural on the bag, but it is delicious and you're gonna be fine. Just trust me on this one, trust me. <clears throat> so Paseo is grown by the Vieira, Vieira family, uh, who specialized in coffee production. For His attention to detail is phenomenal. His farm is huge. And when I say huge, it is like absolutely massive. Um, he has many, many types of coffee on the farm. Uh, some of it specialty, some of it not. He's very, very aware of that. But the ruby is something that he's pioneered for his specialty lots. Um, he uh, employs a lot of workers on the farm, uh, but skilled workers. Um, he is one of the few producers in Brazil that only processes, picks by hand, um, picking only the ripe cherries instead of strip picking, which is very common in Brazil. Um, and he has many permanent workers that live on the farm. Um, you ask why is that important? Well, if you live on the farm and you're a constant employee all year round, you tend to do a better job than these pickers that will come in for you know six weeks, take everything, then move to the next farm. Um, he's also able then to offer them schooling for the children, a professional training for them. So not only does he have a school for the children, but also for the workers that are there um, and gives them a chance to improve their education uh, in, in coffee. And something he's very passionate about is environmental sustainability. And he actually runs courses at the school for the producers, for the producers, for the pickers, uh, to understand why he's doing things in a particular way. Um, Aldolfo has set aside native forests within the farm, protected reserves, um, and actually has people from outside. So he has school children and ecologists, eco, eco, ecologists, ecologists um, that come and uh, actually study the farm and. Um, spend some time looking at what Aldolfo does particularly there. He's also just built a brand new cupping lab and a training area so he can be searching for more quality. And when we went, we were the first people to use his cupping lab, which was in uh, June last year, during the World Cup. Um, the farm has many, many different varietals. Um, this is the ruby varietal that I talked about, which is a hybrid of Mundanovo and Katayi. Um, and has been set out as a separate single varietal lot, uh, harvest and processed separately, um, so he, he can uh, assess it for quality. Uh, the farm produces a little bit more ruby than we can buy, uh, but we buy it exclusively in the UK. Um, and it's a varietal we've worked with now for three years, uh, and I'm a big fan of um, of this cup, it is particularly delicious. Um, the natural processing is done with sleight of hand and gentleness. I've given this to people who haven't known that it's a natural. It's very clean. Um, it doesn't have those funky flavours that you know you may have come to associate with those uh, you know big Ethiopian. Very very different to that. More dark chocolate than funky fruits. Uh, less funky, more more jazz. Um, so we should talk about the figures. It comes from Brazil, uh, from the region of Minas Gerais. Uh, the nearest city is Alfinas. Uh, it's called Fazenda Paseo, owned by Aldolfo Vieira Fiera. Um, it is 100% uh, ruby. It is a natural process. Um, and I think that's everything. Oh, altitude is 1100 to 1200 meters above sea level, I think. 
and I can't remember how big the farm is at the moment. I'll have to go and find that one out. Listen, I'm going to whap you on pause. Let's go look at this week's wonderful map bit, which I know has lots of detail. So here we are, in the same old view. Now you're getting used to my face waving you off, but we're going up and uh, we're going to go into Google Earth. There's good old Blighty. Um, and we're going to cross the Atlantic Ocean and we're going to Brazil. Um, the big old mother of a country that is Brazil. It is a huge, huge place. Um, Gross Coffee kept kind of fairly low down the map as well. It's, you can't go a great deal lower than where a lot of these farms are. But let's look at the facts. So it has the most recorded number of species of monkey in the world. Um, I like monkey facts. We need more monkey facts. Um, but we're going down to the state of Minas Gerais. Uh, Minas is well known for its very fine coffee. It's a huge area of uh, 226,000 square miles. I don't like square miles. I prefer square kilometres, but I'm going to use square miles on this one. So we're going down and um, we're going to go and kind of get right down into the farm here. So we're down into Paseo. Another win from Google Earth. I mean, just look at all the detail we have there of the farm. And you can see the manicured grounds. And this is what farms in Brazil look like. Because they're of the way that they're set up and the temperatures and how low down it is, you don't need as much shade. So you can really see the coffee trees and the outline of the farm and gives you that extra detail. And for some reason, the, the uh, Google satellite seems to like focusing on Brazil a lot. I'm not spreading any rumours about the Google satellites spying on Brazil, but they are spying on Brazil. Um, so here we can see the, the border of Minas Gerais and is uh, just across the border. You've got Inglaterra down there and we'd, uh, we've got Paseo and that was the map bit. Detail, detail, detail. As I said, Roland is away in Costa Rica at the moment and he is going to be doing a, uh, a blog all of this week, uh, if he remembers to send it to me, on Hasblog. So go to hasblog.co.uk all of next week to hear about Roland's travel. But in the meantime, it's time for Gary Ebar Gums Daft Fact of the Week. Being from Yorkshire, I am, of course, very knowledgeable about cricket. Ebagum, look at my whippet. Brazil became an international cricket confederation member in 2002, and its international debut came in 2006. Brazil took part in the Division 3 of the ICC America's Championships in Suriname. In fact, they lost all three of their first games but eventually they did win and get promoted but now they're back in division three because they lost i like cricket i like lard i like gravy i'm gary ebagum i think that um, gary may have Fitted all of the stereotypes of a northern lad. Gary does love his cricket though. And um, yes, he's. Uh, I asked him for a daft fact about Brazil and that's what he came up with. Oh well. Right, I'm going to whack you on pause. I'm going to go make tasty and delicious drinks and I'll be back with you in just a second. I still feel very bad about Roland and his. Ter not Roland, Gary and his terrible northern puns. Please forgive me up north. 
I love up north. I'm a Sunderland fan. Every city is Sunderland. I, I like going to Yorkshire. I love York. Yeah, okay. I don't know. So, when I said about sleight of hand and how this isn't dirty, this is just dark chocolate and buttery mouthfeel. There's a little hint of kind of black cherry acidity on the end, which you tend, not in a fruity over-fermented way, but that's delicious. You would struggle to know that that is natural. It really has that beautiful mouthfeel, very buttery, very thick, very gloopy, um, but dark chocolate is definitely the big flavor in there. And I've got a feeling this is gonna work well in here too. A great cappuccino coffee. That dark chocolate just powers through the milk. The buttery mouthfeel is only made more buttery and more uh, mouthfeely uh, with the milk because you've obviously got that silky texture and the foam in there. It's a delicious cappuccino, it really is. Uh, and for me, I actually think that's better than the espresso with the cappuccino. It's uh, absolutely delicious. I tend to like naturals um, through, through milk because you just get that little bit more power coming through and a little bit more deliciousness. So into the brood. That's probably my least favorite part of it. Um, you do tend to get a little bit more of that natural kind of punch coming through in the brood. You don't get in the espresso, which is strange. I'm not a massive fan of it as a, as a brewed coffee, if I'm honest. I think the pulp natural is a much better filter style um, than, 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 uh, than this natural, but it's still super tasty. Um, and the cherry note becomes much stronger. After about 10 seconds of drinking it, and you kind of in the aftertaste, you just kind of go, oh, oh yes. Um, so beautiful black cherry flavor coming through. Almost like, and I, I've not seen this before, but almost like the, kind of black cherry uh, ski yogurts um, because you've got that creaminess and the buttery mouthfeel. I think it's a great coffee. Um, I love that I've had the opportunity to share it with you. Um, thank you for joining me as always. And do remember, life is too short for bad coffee, you know. <laughs>